What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Thursday's episode of All Canadian. Wade and I back live in Toronto. We have some great news to get to. Some return to return to play potentially. A lot of return to play news coming out in the last couple days since we talked to you guys. But we got to start off with a beer, of course, because who doesn't enjoy a great Sawdust City beer? Got a couple of them here in front of me. We've got the dad beer. Oh, yeah, we got that everyday magic. So don't forget, Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This May, CFU listeners got our promo code extended for the month. It's almost over, so if you guys buy enough, might still have that code for you after. But use CFP, all caps, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. Just in case you guys are curious, two fours of strictly Mojito IPA are available. Yeah, you just need like one or two more beers on top of that in order to crack your 100 bucks. So uh, you can stock up for the summer pretty quickly. Wade and I found that out. For ourselves, we we will be putting in a mojito IPA two for order with potentially some of those sangrias. Those look those look pretty good. You know they're coming out with new brews all the time. I I just want to try all of them so that we can say hell yeah to even more beer. I mean it makes us look bad that we just drink so much beer on camera, but you know it's it's amazing. It's that good, and the guys at Sada City are that awesome. Talking about being that good, how about talking about looking good? The dudes over at Area 51 are here to do just that. They pumped out some CFP merch for us. We had hats and hoodies, which look great. So if you want to get your hands on some orders for yourself, Area 51 Sports Apparel is the newest player in the Canadian team sports uniform and equipment industry. Locally and minority owned, Area 51 Sports offers uniforms and equipment for all sports at remarkable prices. Check them out on Instagram at Area 51 Sport or reach out to them via email at area51sportsapparel at gmail.com. Again, they did stuff for us. It looks great. You want to get your hands on some for yourself. I'm sure it'll look just as good. What's looking good to me, though, is this CFL's outlook on a return to play in the year 2021. We have known about the August 5th, the doomsday date of August 5th. And now we have provinces, we have vaccines, and we've got a plan that's coming together. So let's break it down here. The latest provinces and teams to kind of back themselves. We're starting out on the West Coast. West Coast is indeed the best coast in this situation because they are bringing some great news. The BC Lions plan on hosting fans for their home opener, which now aligns with the provincial reopening plan. 5,000 fans is the initial hope for BC Place. Full reopening, possibly by September 7th of 2021, which would mean the majority of their season would be in a packed house at BC Place. Oh, I cannot... I cannot be more excited for those fans to get to be in the stadium and watch their starting quarterback, Nathan, I mean, Mike Riley, sling the rock all over the field. And as much as I want to be in the stands, I'm excited for this news out, out West because it brings hope for us in the East. We're still a little bit behind, well behind, but it's a bright spot on the horizon that we can look to and say, hey, 
Hey, hey. And now that leaves Ontario as the only province that's kind of not looking to have fans right away. I mean, we've got Quebec. They're already having fans at an indoor stadium for the Canadians and Leaf Series. BC, you guys just heard. Winnipeg has said we're going to have fans. Saskatchewan said, oh, we're having fans. And now here comes Calgary, which we'll get to in a second. But that's everyone except for Ontario. So now it's a matter of can we get enough vaccines in arms to get these three franchises up and going on their home fields and have some fans in attendance? I think it depends on vaccine rollouts, what the cases in the province look like. Specifically for Toronto, I know it's it's a high high case base here still, but you know vaccines get them in the arms. Let's get fans in the stands. We'll talk more about vaccines in a second. <laughs> I'm gonna let you start the Calgary stuff because this is a lot of news for them. Not even just Calgary; it's the province of Alberta. Premier of Alberta Jason Kenney came out and announced the province's reopening plan on Wednesday. And in that plan, he said that if vaccination targets are met, both the Stampeders and the Edmonton Elk could have full capacity crowds. Yes, full capacity crowds at McMahon and Commonwealth Stadium this summer. For this to happen, though, these targets need to be met, which means 70% of the population age 12 and up would need to have at least their first dose. But the way that vaccines are rolling out in Canada now... Optimism. Optimism everywhere. And 70% means that they can pack the house. They're still going to be able to have fans at lower target numbers as well. So all across the West Coast and Western Canada, we're seeing a lot of promise here for the CFL. This is starting to build up and take on some serious momentum to the point where I think it's going to take a miracle for us not to have Canadian football this summer. A complete 180 from the point that we were at the previous summer where it was, we're hopeful, we're hopeful, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. Now it's looking like, hey, we were kind of doom and gloom, we're not really sure, and now bang, it's we're here. It's looking like we are going to have Canadian football, and you're right, I, I can't see an avenue right now where we're not going to get that football. Yeah, and good guy Shaq Evans, good guy of the year so far in 2021. Uh, has been pushing fans and players to get these numbers up. Went on the record, he's been very vocal since he got his vaccine, saying, I want people to know that it's safe and it's the best way for us to get back to normal and back to the field together. Preach. Go ahead and preach, Shaq Evans. Not only are you the best receiver in the league, now you're coming out, you're pushing public health mandates, you are wanting these fans to be able to come and see you moss guys I don't know if it's just like that he wants the fans or if he wants that, oh, whenever he goes up and one hand snags over some random DB. I don't know, but he's doing a fantastic job pushing this. Uh, Needles in arms means fans in stands. Go ahead, book your vaccines. I mean, I think part of him wants to get paid a little bit too. But no, I'm only kidding. Yes. Uh, vaccines in the arm. Shaq Evans is doing some phenomenal work right now, being an advocate for the vaccine, saying, Hey, look, I got mine. I'm good. I'm training hard. I'm going to go out. I'm going to be able to go out and play some football this year. It's not a scary thing. Get that vaccine and you get yourself safe. That is how we return to some sense of normalcy, whatever that may look like as we come out of this. So I, I just, 
I know I keep saying it over and over and over, but I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I think at this point where we are, we should be hopeful and optimistic. Absolutely. Another way to show some optimism is uh, single-game sports betting in Canada. Got passed to a second reading at the Senate. We are looking up. We said Tuesday that uh, some politicians were saying this has got to be done soon or it won't get done until after the election. Oh, we're pushing it further and further. And if you want to get on this single-game sports betting as it becomes legalized in Canada, I mean, you could always sports gamble in Canada, but now it's going to be promoted and able to be pushed towards you guys. Go over to Bet99. You can definitely sign up with code CFP and you'll get 100% of your initial deposit matched up to $600. So that means, say I sign up with my account, I'm looking at the Lakers game three. Maybe I say, what's LeBron's point total or what's LeBron's assist prop bet? And he's, he's got one. I say, maybe it's like seven. I don't know what, what it is. But uh, I put down 50 bucks into my account initially. When I sign up, I use the code CFP. Boom. There we go. They've matched that. Now I have $100 to bet on. Now if I want to put a prop bet on LeBron, maybe I turn around and put a prop bet on Devin Booker's points. And then just because I'm loving Luka Doncic crushing the Mavs right now, I might put some more money on the Mavericks beating the Clippers in Game 3. So you know what? Head over. Bet99. Code CFP. I just explained how it works when you add in your cash with the promo code. Every game starts at Bet99, and we are responsible gambling. Wade's talking about prop bets. One of the things that Bet99 does that I love is their boosted odds. So for Wednesday night's game, because we're recording this on Wednesday. So for Wednesday night's game, you can go in. If you are a hockey fan and you want to bet on the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New York Islanders tonight, there's a prop bet in there with boosted odds. Sidney Crosby to score one or more goals. The original odds were plus 150. Oh, now they're boosted to plus 200. Is Crosby going to score a goal? Likely. Or you're a Jays fan. Jays versus Yankees. Bo Bichette to have two hits tonight. Boosted from 200 to 250. Bet99 has a lot of cool boosted odds, prop bets, and a ton of other stuff that you can go in and play on. They've got MMA, soccer, tennis, golf, boxing, football. The Indianapolis 500 if you want to go in and bet on that. So get over to Bet99. Not only do they have Indy 500, they also have a prop bet on Bill Gates' divorce. Yes, with the code CFP, not only can you bet on football, but you can go and bet on who will be the first to rebound out of their divorce. Uh, It has to be confirmed on TMZ, but they've got Bill Gates leading the way here, minus 200. Bill, going to be hopping back into the pool of fish there. Uh, Plenty of fish in the sea for Mr. Gates. Go and bet on him if you'd like as well over at Bet99. Time for the main event, though. The biggest news that we have had... Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, put out Tuesday night late in the evening that the CFL has informed teams and players August 5th is a go. Now, when you hear Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, you think, oh, wow, that's the NFL guy. They do him on Sunday Night Football. He comes on, he talks. Why is he breaking CFL news? And to me, we have relied on Dave Naylor, Farhan Lalji. We have relied on those guys so much because they are the insiders for the CFL and Canadian football. And all of a sudden, Mike Florio, one of the top insiders for the NFL, 
comes out and breaks this news. So a lot of questions going on about why and what does he have to gain. So we're just going to try and sift through all that for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we were even curious ourselves. We, we sent a message out saying, hey, like, it's Florio, but it's Florio. Like, you know, like, yes, he's the NFL guy. So what, what reason does he have to be commenting on the CFL? But at the same token, where does he... What, what does he gain from putting out false CFL info as well? There's the flip side of that coin for me. So it was a little bit weird to see Florio coming out with some CFL news because he is such a prominent name in the NFL circles. But nonetheless, it is looking to be confirmed by, by multiple sources. Yeah, well, we had, some, we had the initial report and then some players pushed back and said, I haven't heard. But then we've had a couple reporters come out afterwards and kind of back up and prop Florio's initial report. Uh, Justin Dunk was saying he heard similar from Jeremy O'Day that July 2nd, the players will report to start their quarantine. So training camp will begin afterwards. Rick Dollywall uh, out in Vancouver said that co-GM Neil McAvoy uh, is telling players July 16th training camp starts, so they'll have to quarantine before that as well. Um, Jeremy Day was a memo to the players. At this point, we have two GMs, well, GM and a co-GM, saying... Yes, July 16th training camp, July 2nd quarantine, which lines up with the 16th as the training camp start. Um, that's two GMs saying this to reporters. Florio, while he is so based in the NFL and such a prominent figure there, I, I had to take this and go, wow, if he's breaking it, it's got to be true because there's no reason for him to report something this big inaccurately. And to that point, too, of it being Florio, we're not being biased. Like, he has been wrong. I, I don't like Mike Florio for the wrong. NFL. But no. he's a big name, and with the CFL, why would he break this if it wasn't true? No, I, I completely agree. So, Florio breaking that, like, while it was weird, it is what it is, and it's looking to be true. We've got GMs from two different teams coming out and saying, yeah, this August 5th date... It's the, it's the real deal. This is what we're shooting for. This is when we want to have that season started by. Camps are going to be starting in July, as far as we know. So it's, uh, it's cause for excitement. Yeah, and we cannot ignore this either now that we've had so much backing for it. It's something you've got to take. Read it through your own lens. We've just told you how we see it. We see it as, you know what? I think this is true. We will have to wait, like Dave Naylor pointed out, we do have to wait for the CFL's official word on it, which will be coming uh, mid-June. But until then, having two GMs and a top reporter in football world, I mean, Pro Football Talk is one of the most popular sites for professional football news. So having that is going to have to be good enough, and I'm sure we'll get more news on this as we go through the next month. Does it make you nervous that you haven't heard... Many of the Eastern teams come out and say, hey, yep, August 5th start date? Or do you think this is more just them waiting and seeing how cases start to play out in Ontario? Because, really, there's been some circulation about those Ontario teams starting their seasons in the West. I think that the Ontario teams are quiet because they haven't figured out their own plan yet. They haven't figured out what stadium, where we're we hosting our training camp, where our Will our players stay because they can't be at home in Hamilton, Toronto, Ontario areas? 
I think Montreal will be one of the next teams we see come out and kind of back this story. But the Ontario teams, I think they're going to be the last team because they have to sort out so much more before we go on. I agree. I agree. I mean, Ontario, Ontario vaccines are rolling out slowly but surely. Ontario cases are still high. But they... Ontario cases are still high. At this point, I think they're just playing the wait and see. We got to wait this one out. We're not going to comment on this too hard yet because the province of Ontario is still technically in a is still technically in a stay at home order. Mm-hmm. So how can you come out in a stay at home order and say, "Yeah, we're going to be playing football." So I think that's where they're at. I agree. Now, enough talk about hypotheticals. We're getting down to some facts in this final segment. And that is a back and forth between Connor and I over the best alternate jerseys in Canadian football. We're going U Sports, CFL. You can mix it together if you want. Go straight U Sports, straight CFL. It's got to be alternate jerseys only, though. We cannot have the classic Queens Gales golden outfits because they only have one jersey. It's hard to be an alternate. So you've got to have the third jersey in this case. Um, Connor? We're going backwards, so it's going to be the worst to the best in our eyes. How do you think? Before we do get into our final segment, we just teased it. I've got one more question. Maybe we'll spend some time on this, but I do have one more question. You mentioned U Sports. We're going to be talking some clean looks here in a second. But how does this August 5th start date being somewhat confirmed affect U Sports? I mean, we already saw Ken West or we already saw Regina come out and say, hey, we're, we're planning for a six-game Cam West season. Uh, we haven't really heard much from the AUS, the OUA, or the RSEQ. i got to imagine they're in a similar boat. OUA, let's start there. Like, wh- How does this impact the OUA? Is there going to be a trickle-down? I think the OUA has a late, is going to be having a late August, early September start date. If things go through, if things go planned, we'll see if that gets pushed. But, I mean, later in August only bodes well for OUA football. That means more time for vaccines to roll out in Ontario, more time for these players, coaching staffs, training staffs, team personnel to get vaccines. Um, how, how does this impact the OUA, do you think? The CFL is playing a season. August 5th, they kick off. That gives 10 days before U-Sports training camps usually open, mid-August, August 15th, 16th range. If they're playing a full season traveling from... Calgary to Montreal to play games and they have full fan capacity in Alberta and there's a lot of fans in Quebec and BC's got 5,000 fans there should be a point where U sports can say yeah let's go let's do this and it should happen because you have football going on in the country why are you not playing university football if you're going to have pro football Makes sense to me. And something that you just mentioned as well, Quebec opening up, Montreal specifically opening up the stadiums for fans, that's got to bode well for the RSEQ for their football season as well. Like If you're going to have 2,500 fans in the Bell Center for a Habs game, don't get me wrong, I know Habs hockey is religion in Montreal, but if you're going to let 2,500 fans in the stands for a Habs game, to me that says if, again, if, requirements are met if vaccines are met if they do meet these these goals these 70 percent goals like we're seeing in calgary we should be seeing football in the province of quebec as well 
Absolutely. And the Atlantic bubble will take care of the AUS. Um, maybe Bishops flips back into RSEQ for one, one season, but even at that, they're close enough to the Atlantic bubble that they may be allowed to get special access for a game where they travel in. Um, Can West, they'll be playing. I have no doubt in my mind about that. It's just the big question right now. The 11-team conference, the OUA, what do they do? How late do they have to hold off until they can say yes or no? Um, If the CFL teams are allowed to be here come September, then I personally think the OUA season could start. Maybe it's delayed, but the rest of the country should be going ahead. Absolutely. And with the OUA season, are we going to see them stay strict to East and West? Are we going to see them stay OUA East, OUA West, OUA East, OUA West, and limit the amount of travel and crossover this season? I, I think it's just a matter of limiting overnights. I if you schedule a Ottawa versus Toronto for our sake, you schedule that game at nighttime. That team does not have to stay overnight in a hotel. You can drive up, drive back afterwards, have the kids sleep on the bus. The one that gets tricky is Windsor because Windsor cannot then travel to uh, Carleton. They cannot travel to Ottawa and even Queens would be a stretch for them. So for Windsor's sake, maybe you give them a special grant where they stay at one small like Motel 6 uh, in a small town, and then they continue their travel the next day. But uh, for the rest of it, I, I think you can easily do it without having to spend overnight trips. No, I totally agree. I think you that with this season, you need to limit those those overnight stays, limit the amount of time that you're in a city that's not technically your own. Whether you're from there or not, as a player, you are now with the Ottawa GGs or the Queens Gales or the Toronto Varsity Blues. The only reason you should be leaving that city is to play the game and then come right back. I mean, I know we're getting these vaccine rollouts, but safety is still a number one concern. We're getting near it, but we're not quite out just yet. Absolutely. Now for the jersey talk. I'm getting pent up ready for this. Uh, Just for that, I'm taking the first selection here. We're going to work from three to one. So we're going to work our way up the board. We're not going to give you the top one off the bat. My first one, though... The tie cats. I don't know if they're still going to wear this or not, but I loved it. It was the gunmetal gray. They took that steel color. They put the gold tie cats on it. I love those jerseys. I wish they still wore them more frequently. Uh, that's my number three. I'm going to stay in the CFL here with my number three as well. Again, I don't know if they're still going to wear these or not. I don't think they are. The Calgary Stampeders came out one year with an all black set and a black to red gradient helmet with a chrome horse on the side too Mm. and it just looked so mean i think those are some of my favorite cfl jerseys that i've seen and that might be a little bit blasphemous coming from a brand new edmonton elk fan the edmonton elk could have some cool jerseys maybe they even come out with a third one whenever they finally announce their team name do i need to do it do i antlers on helmets but my number two pick Carlton Ravens, the all red. When they were with Nike, uh, they had these all red sets. They wore their white alternate helmet with ha- which had like Oregon style wings on the side, but they were like sharper, blacked out for the Raven wings. I loved the look of those all reds. Uh, they were a sweet touch. I wish they had an, a red jersey at least still to rock on their Under Armour pants. Next. 
I'm not touching on Carlton. <laughs> it's your pick. Go ahead. Oh, I'm totally joking. No, those the red the red Carlton jerseys. As much as uh, they do bring me some pain, I do believe we lost a panda to those red sets. Um, when didn't you lose a panda? What? Whatever. <laughs> it's not fair. But yeah, no, they they look good. Um, I am staying in Calgary, as we like to do. The Calgary Dinos one year came out in an all white set with the all-white helmet, with the red cage and the chrome red claw on the side of the helmet. Mm. And I absolutely loved them. Loved them. All right. I think we're both going uh, Quebec here for our top pick. Fitting. Fitting. Yeah, it is. These jerseys are sweet. I love them. Montreal Carabae, they go black out, and then they add the white helmet that has the blue chrome down the side. Obviously, they have their whites. They have their blue jerseys. But when they rock the all blacks, it always seems like a, a huge deal to them. The team always plays super well in them. I'm pretty sure Marc Antoine Lacroix has a pick six or so in the black jerseys. Oh, does he ever? Um, and he's holding the championship belt up in a black jersey as well. Is that the one, or does he have the sombrero? Oh no, you're I right. Like I think the it's sombrero. the sombrero. I like the turnover sombrero that they have. Yeah. Uh, but the Caribbean blackout with the white and blue uh, chrome helmet, or the sombrero if you're on the sidelines celebrating. That's my favorite alternate jersey. I love the blacked out look with the, the royal blue of the Carabae. Just a nice complimentary piece. Uh, looks sweet on their stadium. I'm staying with this blackout theme. And there's a ton of great blackout uniforms in in yeah. U-Sports football. A I mean, lot of teams go blackout for the alternate. I mean, I had McMaster's all-gray set. You were thinking about Ottawa's new all-gray set. Uh, as some alternates, uh, westerns all black with the purple chrome. Mm-hmm. That was definitely an alternate uh, choice that we were thinking of bumping in here for one of our spots. I'm su- like I'm surprised neither one of us went with the western blackout and the chrome purple helmet. Is it just because we like love to hate them so much? No, I the purple chrome looks really nice sometimes, but at other times I'm just not a fan of the purple chrome. Like if it was like a a straight chrome with like a purple horse. Mm. Then I then I'd be like really intrigued by it because that would just look cool to me. What if you went chrome helmet with a chrome purple W on the side? Oh, that one that one could be interesting. We'll have think, to see what that looks like. I think that would look mean. We're gonna have to get somebody to do a mock up of that. But my number one pick, staying in Quebec. Wade took my caravan zombie, so I have to go to their older brothers, the Laval Rouge or. It's the Laval Blackouts with the chrome gold helmet. How many times have we talked about this jersey as being one of the best in the country, period? I think it's one of the best in Canadian football, period. Yeah, those jerseys are pretty nice. I, I would really like to see that on a national stage again, maybe in a semifinal somewhere, but that would mean they have to beat your caravan, Connor, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Not recently, anyways. They look like they have a damn good collection of talent coming up the pipe. I freaking love watching Montreal Caravan football. We're going to have to get more of it coming up in 2021, it seems. Uh, But I think that's all for today's episode. Uh, As always, the Canadian Football Perspective podcast is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. You can shop their brand new line of products that help the close vicinity products where we have the Trilayer Whistle Mask, and the Whistle Gator. For 15% off those kind of products, you can head over to fox40shop.com and to the code CFP15. And as we close the episode out, finish the beers off, 
Sada City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sadacitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This May, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age. That kills it for today's episode. We are done. We are done for the week. Yeah, absolutely. Head on over to CF Perspective, however you listen to your episodes. If you haven't yet, check out us on Tuesday. We talk Corners Trophy. Check out Marsh and DT on the breakdown where they discuss player, uh, the evolution of player safety uh, and Russ Jackson, of course, the great. Um, but then you can, of course, check out the Friday house party. Kyle Mello and Marsh go through it all on Fridays. They take you through a wave of cool house music and, of course, sports talk and beer. Um, but as always, you know where to find us at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. Have a good weekend.